So hi everyone, um, welcome to uh, a special My Watchers podcast episode um, 18 and um, what we have today as you can see from the screen, we're going to do a uh, Dietrich SD2 review, right? Um, before that, uh, first thing first, wish wash chat, right? Um, so what I have with me, my Soulflick, uh, SBGA001 on the back on the bracelet which haven't been for a long time. All right, next. I guess I can go next. Uh, so I'm having the Ming 1709 uh, with a deluxe brown strap. Really like it. And uh, still waiting for my new watch to come back from uh, the service center. Yeah, I can go next in the spirit of this particular podcast. Uh, I have the SD1 on my wrist, although the SD2 is actually with me right now, but it seemed appropriate that I, I wear the one I actually own. Awesome. Uh, I'll go next. I'm, I'm wearing my... Speedy. How your favorite? Oh, Helios. Uh, uh, nice. Still in the honeymoon phase. Nice. Very nice. So do you, do you utilize the, uh, the quick... Quick adjustment? <laughs> no, no, no. Because it's like <laughs> it's like at the limits, right? So I don't know. Oh, okay. Just don't accidentally slide it across the table this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't. All right, team. I'm wearing my um Keymaster 300 uh 300M Pro. It's been a while since I wore it, so wearing it today. A little bit higher, team. Oh, there we go. Awesome. Cool. All right. Um, all right. So I think um, first thing first, we're going to go through um, the spec sheet right, directly on uh, the website. So what we have here, it's a 8.5 milliliter case, 12.6 mm height, um, 20 millimeter lock width, and 46.2 millimeter lock to lock, right? Uh, you have a sandwich dowel construction over here. A, a unidirectional bezel, a sapphire glass, and I think a Salita SW200 movement. Um, and it comes with a NATO strap, right? So that is a very quick run through of um, the How watch. Strap, you mean? What did I say? NATO. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, is it? Yeah, is it black? Uh, NATO textile. Uh, it comes with a NATO and a rubber strap. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, does it come with a NATO as well? Oh, yeah, that's what on the website. Yeah. Black oh, okay. NATO textile and a blue uh, oh. rubber strap for okay. um, the blue mm. variant. So it comes with two straps, right? So okay. that's that. Um, and then in terms of, uh, um, uh, sorry, just jumping next into the comparisons between SD1 and SD2, because I believe that is uh, what's going on on most people's mind, right? When they, when they talk about the SD2. So jumping straight into that, uh, we have, uh, by the way, pictures are provided by Woody, uh, amazing photographer as always. Uh, and over here is Woody's uh, SD1 in green, the normal exclusive. And this is the SD2 in blue. Both are fitted in um, the respective uh, rubber strap. And I think the major change over here is going to be um, several things that you can already spot 
it's the bezel, it's different material, sapphire versus aluminum. Um, and you have the, what do you call this again? The floating construct, floating dowel or? Yeah, it's like basically a printed, uh, a loom printed sapphire uh, dowel, um, which uh, therefore reflects a bit of light as a result. And it's got a bit of fume going on it as well. I think it's like a gradient dowel. Mm -hmm. mm. Yep. And a sandwich dowel for the SD2. And you see a missing uh, date uh, column in the six o'clock mm. as well, where it's yep. missing over here, right? So exactly uh, the same case size, right? Exactly the same, same movement and all, right? Same so yeah. same yeah, case and, height and all that. Yeah. Although in person, I think the next picture will show it. Um, what you have actually is, so I'll describe it like that because it's hard to to visualize without, right? The SD2 actually has got a curved, uh, a dome sapphire that is feels like one construction to the aluminum bezel. So it's a one flowing uh, feeling if you touch it across, right? Uh, whereas the SD1 feels like the bezel is slightly higher. So it's got a flat crystal and it's got a raised uh, bezel, sapphire bezel. Right. Yeah. But in terms mm -hmm. of overall height, um, thickness and width, uh, all are the same. Yeah, I can definitely spot that. The, yeah. the, the bezel in, in, in your picture versus the aluminum. So, so this SD1 bezel wood is like a, like a 50 fathoms style, mm. right? It's almost yeah. like a 50 fathoms style, correct. Okay. Right. Um, and I think the interesting thing that uh, Woody, I think Woody and Hans spotted as well is that uh, it, it's an unmodified movement, right? So the date mechanism, it's still there. Yes, um, it's, a so a, but it's a date mechanism yeah. still there, correct. Yeah, so that is, uh, it's a little bit uh, so that, interesting. <laughs> there's, there's a ghost date, basically. Yeah, it's a, there's a ghost date. Yeah, it's very much similar to like yeah. what Young Hans does as well. You know, they, they use uh, ETA movements or Salita movements, and then you still have the date, even if it's a no-date watch. Um, but you just skip past that, I guess, you know, as mm -hmm. you're, you're working through it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, yeah, this is another a view of the comparisons before the uh, the crystal and also the bezel. Yep. And the back are the same, um, both rubber strap are the same as well with those ridges that allow the breathability and ventilation. Those are identical. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. The next thing that it's um, going to, I mean, we need to shout out is that there is no, at this time, there's no bracelet provided in the SD2, right? Um, so this is Woody's SD1 bracelet fitted into the SD2, and this is how it will look like um, if using the SD1 bracelet. However, as mentioned, there is only a NATO and rubber strap provided this time around versus a bracelet and rubber strap provided previously in SD1. Yeah. Can you buy the bracelet separately? Not at this stage. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think yeah. I think one other worth uh, worthy point here is about the the loom ports, right? Uh, mm, between the yeah. SD one and SD two. Yeah. Where in the SD one you get basically just the outline of the uh, I want to say the plot the marker, mm. whereas in the in the SD two you get the full uh, marker being loomed, uh, and it's at, uh, and it's kind of like recessed uh, below the uh, the main dial. I want to say. So you get a nice 3D effect and a, a larger loom plot which gives gives you an overall better readability as you can see here, right? Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah. Oh. But I think the other thing is also mm -hmm. the bezel loom is different. So yeah. the SD1 actually has got all the loom plots sort of there, but it's 
quite faint, quite hard to see. Whereas in the SD2, what is there is a very clear green plot at 12, which I think for someone like Tim, you're a diver, you would know what that, that mm. has got more use um, as it is as well. But that's a nuance that's there too. So, so SD1, um, the bezel plots are all loomed. It's all kind of loomed, but it's very faded, as you can see here, yeah. right? It's, it's yeah. a bit hard to spot, yeah. The SD2 the same color. seems better. Yeah. 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 I guess the, the, the contrast between the green and blue helps a lot in the actual diving application. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And then I think the last point in terms of the comparison then would be the, uh, the big question, right? Is the price. Right. What is the price between these two? And one is that SD1, uh, at least what we can see on the website, it's 1050 US dollars versus the SD2, uh, which is 1150, which is a hundred dollars increase um, versus for wow. SD2 versus SD1. Hmm. Well, I guess you, we, we, we kind of need to talk about the availability as well, right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure whether the SD1, I think the green you can still get from uh, normal. normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure about the blue and black. Do you guys know whether you can still get it at the price? I think it's been discontinued already. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. So no SD1 is no longer available, only leftover stock of the green variant. Um, that the normal green variant uh, that is also a normal exclusive. Uh, it's still currently uh, as of now, 23rd of June, still available. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so that it's a very, very quick run through of the spec sheet and also a quick run through of the, uh, the high level comparison. And then now we will deep dive into our thoughts and opinion um, from each one of us um, uh, for the SD2, right? Oh, I, think um, so we, we, I think we missed out the, the flat lux as well as one of the key features. I mean, that is um, standard for both, right? Uh, which mm, is... Yeah. Um, over here is what Han is trying to mention is that because all the, the case design that is flat at the lux, which any strap that you've put in there, it's make it very seamless, right? When example, if you go back to just the rubber strap, um, mm. if you put a ladder, you put any particular strap here as well, it does not have the gaps. Like it becomes an like integrated watches. watch straight away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Even even with like uh, straight end link bracelets from uh, from shops like Strap Coat, right? They they do have like oyster bracelets that's flat, yeah. flat yeah. Uh, end. So yeah. that could really uh, uh, transform this watch. And I think uh, based on the aesthetics, that that mm-hmm. might be a, a go to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is uh, definitely a plus point and applies to both uh, SD one and SD two as well. Definitely. Right. So beautiful shot of the the dome bezel. I mean, the dome sapphire glass. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so uh, as I mentioned, we're going to deep dive into our individual opinion right now um, for the SD2 and add a little bit of context to that. Um, Han, Woody, and Renee have both, have, all three of them have all seen it in person last week and they have taken a very close inspection of the watch. Um, I was looped in into the conversation, but I was not there physically. And Tim uh, has probably the least exposure of the SD2 among all of us, right? So I think we'll leave it to that based on the existing information and existing photos. Um, 
we'll leave it to Tim to kickstart um, giving his opinion, right? So without us influencing his, his, uh, his thoughts. So over to you, uh, Tim, what are your thoughts about the watch? To be honest, when I first saw it, um, it reminded me of the, the Tudor Taipei 58 Blue. <laughs> that was the first thing that came to mind, actually. Really? Um, because the blue, I may be wrong, but the blue looks very similar. Um, but, you know, comparing it to the SD1, to be honest, I am more drawn to the design of the SD2. I feel it's much more cleaner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and the sandwich dial, it, it's kind of interesting, the evolution, because um, uh, I think, Woody, you mentioned earlier on, the SD1 with the Sapphire bezel, the profile is race towards the top, whereas with this sandwich dial, the profile is race. There's that lock basically to the dial, so it's very different. Um, and I, I believe the dial is a matte dial, right? Hmm. In some picture, it looks it's, like yes, it's a it it's a sunburst, but I, I believe no, it's a it's matte dial. Yeah. It's yeah. Matte. yeah, yeah. I mean, if you ask me, I I think I I I gravitate more to the SD two. Uh, although when I handled um your SD one few months ago, hmm. it was it was really a nice package lab, but I don't know. I still don't see myself owning it, but hmm. my Biggest question is how is the bezel action the <laughs> SD2? It's the same. The same as the SD1. No so change. It's, it's, it's the same. You still need to uh, SD40 it. <laughs> WD40. 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 Yeah. It's, it's, it's very clicky. Um, it, it's the same. So I can do both right now. It has, yeah. yeah, it's the same. It's I mean, uh, to, 100, to, 120 to, clicks, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. To give context to, uh, I think for those who are listening or watching, um, we feel that the bezel action could be smoother, right? Mm. Um, that is our opinion. Yeah. Yep. Hence why Tim was asking about that. Mm. Yeah. But I think overall, it's a really good looking watch. Mm. Um, price point wise, I know they gave an extra strap, but I think what I really like about the SD1 was the bracelet. The bracelet was mm. really, really good. Um, yeah. And it looks good. It looks different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a shame that they don't include that in the SD2 package. And it's $100 mm-hmm. more expensive. I, I mean, granted, there's a yeah. little scrap, but I thought it would be a much more value. And I think that the shape, the shape of the links on the bracelet is also kind of synonymous with some of their uh, older case designs, right? So exactly. that's kind of like a, a novelty thing. Uh, at least exactly. I, I think so. So yeah, it's, so- it's uh, kind of a shame. So with that being said, right, Tim, um, like you mentioned, like you, you prefer the SD2, uh, but you're disappointed in the lack of uh, the bracelet and so on. And with the $100 increase in price, if you have to pick one gun to your head, are you still going with the SD2? Um, good question. <laughs> if gun to my head, um, yeah, I think I would still go with the SD2. Nice. Okay. Even without the bracelet, lah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean the cons is no bracelet, the ghost date. I think these are the top two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would have been nicer if the bezel action was better, but okay. Kind of everything, <laughs> I suppose. Right. Okay. All right. Perhaps perhaps I'll go next because then it will be for me is that uh, because I haven't seen the watch physically as well. So before I pass it to the other three. Uh, so my thoughts is very similar to 
uh, team as well, right? J just looking at this first glance, I just like the SD2 look so much better, all right? Um, everything is just, uh, I would say, lack of better words, more visible. In a way, you can put it in a way more refined, right? Uh, in, in, in that case. Um, and I personally like the matte look over glossy look as well, right? Um, even talking about watches with um, ceramic or aluminum bezel, I am very much a fan of aluminum, right? I, I, I personally feel that um, the aluminum uh, bezel gives a more, how to say, solid or slash vibrant color um, through that, that output, right? Versus something that is sapphire or uh, ceramic. This is why I always like um, aluminum bezel. So for me, it's like aluminum bezel, uh, matte ceramic, ceramic then sapphire. That's how I would rate based on my personal preference. All right. Um, yeah. So the sandwich style to me, I think is a lot cleaner as well. Um, I do think that it it can uh, it can have a little bit more flair. Um, it could be sandwiched, but still have that sunburst effect. That would be my preference uh, instead of being a, um, a little bit too plain at the moment, lack of better words. Um, but overall, just comparing to SD1 and SD2, I like the look a lot more, right? I think it's more refined. Um, the date, lack of the date, it's, for me, it's, uh, it's not a con. I never like dates on the watch. To me, it just looks so much better. Um, it's more symmetric. It looks it looks good, right? Um, but same thing with team as well. I think that the lack of bracelet is very, very disappointing, right? Uh, especially with the hike in price. Um, yeah, so I think that it, it is, yeah, just look at this two picture. The bracelet, with a bracelet just looks so much better uh, in my opinion and i i'm a brace personally a bracelet guy and i don't like using rubber as well right which is kind of don't, a don't, shame, that, <laughs> don't quote that out of context right away. <laughs> <laughs> i just thought after to say that right <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah um yeah so i mean uh even if if it's a matter of cost and so on i i think uh, instead of giving that NATO strap, you can do with a uh, a simpler bracelet or something like that. Right? I think that could be done. Um, yeah. Um, but I would just like to highlight the point as well. Um, it's that um, if someone that is interested in the ST2 and the main drawback for the person is to it's the price, I would say it's it's quite hard to fault Dietrichs as well. Um, for pricing it that way. Um, if you look at it first glance, yes, you will say that on paper you're losing out, but how I see it as well is that um, rather than you're losing out is that the SD1 was priced very, very cheap versus the SD2 was priced expensive. So just looking at the price itself, without looking at SD1, price comparing it into other brands and, and so on, I think it's, it's, it's it's still decently priced, right, in that context. So if you get an SD1 and you get the bracelet and other goodies that comes with it, that is a bonus rather than the SD2, it's being overpriced. So um, that's how I see it. Yeah. 
so that I think that um, basically wraps up uh, nice. my opinion for this. Yeah. Okay, I think uh, I'll go next after James. <clears throat> okay, so I've seen this in person. I've seen both in person with uh, together with Harn and Woody. Uh, is it okay, James, if you put it back to the comparison screen? Okay, so <clears throat> seeing these two, uh, two watches, uh, for SD1, uh, I only saw the green one, which is Woody's one. Uh, and for the SD2, I think it's the only color for now, right? Uh, or they also have- Blue black. and black. Black. Blue SD2. and black. Yeah, okay, but comparing these two colors, I'll also go with SD2, same as uh, James and them. The reason behind it is because, yeah, it's it's a lot more mature. It, it's, it looks like, uh, it for me it looks more timeless and for that uh, sapphire sandwich you don't see that in a lot of watches uh and what other brands do uh do have this at this price point uh, it reminds me of my panerai days <laughs> when i fell <laughs> in love with the sandwich dial but but comparing these two as well it, it just reminds me of like a japanese japanese watch and a traditional swiss watch as well right? because the sd1 is like more playful right and the and the sd2 is more mature so i think it depends on on the person's taste as well but if the sd1 was released in yellow i think i'll choose the sd1 with this style okay okay okay, okay. yeah so in terms of the bracelet, uh, I don't really feel sad about the loss. I mean, the loss of bracelet, even though I know it's more. <clears throat> I mean, it, it will be a complete package if they if they send a bracelet. But I personally would wear the blue strap with the SD two <clears throat> if I would buy this. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, so so basically, given the difference in price point, you you still go with the SD two. Yes. Yep, because I like the look of the of the rubber strap. It looks integrated uh, mm. to the watch itself. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So maybe I'll go next because uh, Woody Woody seen the watch the longest and has been having it on hand the most. So uh, probably is better for him to go last. <laughs> uh, so I think looking at this in person as well, uh, I think it's uh, a very deliberate choice of design that Dietrich went with the SD2 after the SD1. Uh, and with that being said, what I mean is that um, the, the SD2 is built for form and function as a diver. And it is, it looks like it will function very well as a diver. So uh, I will summarize by saying that if you were someone who was looking for a diver or you do not have a diver in your collection and you want something that is of a a value price point that you can kind of beat around because you wouldn't do that with, a, let's say, a more luxurious um, a brand like a Tudor. Maybe some people are more, even though it's a diver, they might be a bit worried to take it to the beach, get sand in it, stuff like that, right? So this one might fill that spot for you. Um, but yeah, and then the SD1, I would say, uh, kind of speaks more to someone who wants a little bit more fun, a bit more bell, bell and whistle, uh, I would say. Uh, uh, and then having a little more fun with the design, uh, like, a, like a sports car, right? So I, it kind of seems like it's, um, 
uh, being targeted at, at two different types of demographic, or, or rather because the SD2 came after the SD1, they kind of evolved and decided that, hey, this is the demographic that we want to uh, appeal towards. Uh, but with that being said, uh, because at least personally for me, uh, I would go with the SD1 uh, because I already have a, a, a diver that I kind of feel like it's, it's my beta diver in my collection and out of the two, uh, I would go for something a bit more fun, something a bit more left field, uh, something a bit more, uh, uh, let's say, a bit more special, right? And I think the SD1 is, is something that's a bit more special. And of course, uh, with the bracelet as well, uh, absolutely love it. Uh, I think it's one of the main selling points for me, at least uh, with the design, it's, which is uh, synonymous to uh, the brand, I would say, uh, based on the reason I mentioned earlier that it, it's kind of a callback to their original uh, case designs as well. So for me, the bracelet is uh, something that it's a, it's a plus point, a big plus point for me uh, to for the brand. So uh, yeah, that's 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 my thoughts on that. All right. So um, I think the way I look at it is I'm I'll probably be a little bit surprisingly biased because I do own the SD one with my own money, right? And I happen to have hands on with the SD two. Now I I look at these two watches very strangely compared to everyone else only because I have the most time with it. I'll be very honest. The first time I got it right i looked at it like a watch geek um and i was like oh no the feature's gone you know it's like that was my first initial reaction right because i bought this first sd1 for all of the bells and whistles because i really loved the fact that it came with all the bells and whistles so when the sd2 came i was a bit taken aback but then when i allowed it to digest a little bit more i saw it for what it was and here's how the analogy i'll give the first one feels like a concept car you could buy off the showroom floor. It's not really the watch you would want to buy for your day-to-day -day driving. It's really for that fun factor. It's got stuff that no one really needs. You know, it's like a gradient dial and a dive watch. Not really practical. Loom plots that are hard to read, not practical either. The wonderful look of a bracelet really appeals as a design object, but in truth, all of us having many different experience, many different dive watches, right? You want something that works at the end of the day, like an oyster bracelet sort of thing or something that just can take the, the beating that you need to, right? But as a design object, the first SD1 works that way. But the SD2 seems like the commercial car you can now buy off the showroom floor versus the concept car that you could, right? So it has a bit more refinement to what it was designed to do. So it's got a lot more legible. It's a lot easier to see as well. It's a, a much cleaner design. At one glance, I, I mean, even my own better half looked at both and said, it's the new one's nicer than yours. And, and I was like, okay, point taken, right? It, the design just works a lot more cohesively. And I think, it, I think all you guys are right. It appeals to a very different demographic. But I think the thing that is a challenge to all of us here, if I may say, right, is... We are all watch nerds and watch geeks in one way or form. And because of that, we always gravitate to a full package versus um, always wanting everything there, right? I think that the reality of the matter is this watch at its price point is hard to beat on either, on either model, right? For the design that's gone in, even that rubber strap, for, for all jokes, uh, even though uh, James isn't a fan of rubber, right? Even that is not something that is you can find off the market because it's purposely designed for it. Those motifs, right, are also part of the design. 
So it's purposely designed for that as well. I think it's very hard to find a package that's uniquely designed the way it is. Um, if you ask me to pick, obviously I picked my own money already, right? Then I picked the SD one. I would still do that again because I'm just a bit left field all the time. Um, but I actually think that if someone's going to look for a uniquely designed dive watch that they really want to take, and I don't even dive, so I think the most um, equipped to answer that would actually be Tim. The SD2 works so much better for someone actually wanting a two watch. Um, I do also think that if you're into customization, that the fact that it's a straight lug actually allows you to probably go wild, right? You can get uh, a leather bracelet, you can get an oyster bracelet, you can get a beads of rice, and it will all fit really, really nicely as long, and you don't even have to look for a custom to your watch sort of thing. Um, and I think that's a great thing. So it's a bit complicated in that sense that I think for me, I would still like the SD one as a design object. But if you told me to tell you which one to buy, if you're getting it as a dive watch, right? I would say the SD2 wins any day of the week. Um, the, it's a shame of the price, but I also agree with what James said that it's the first one was so amazingly priced um, and that's what it was. It's almost like, I feel they should have gone and added more like a Kickstarter campaign, right? Where you, you remember any Kickstarter campaign, if you are the first there, um, you get it much cheaper, right? Um, and then when the next iteration comes, you just expect you're going to pay that, that regular price already. And that's kind of what has happened here without the marketing, right? Um, but that's how I think about these watches. I don't know if you, you guys feel any different about these views. Yeah, I think maybe I have a question, right? So you, you mentioned that your first knee-jerk reaction uh, as a watch geek was that, oh no, I'm losing all these bells and whistles. Um, and I yep. think I, for myself, I feel like I might have, I, will pop, I had that reaction as well, right? So mm. is it, do you think that number one, will the general public also have that without having to see the, the watch in person, right? And and actually, it, it, and ultimately, if, if the answer is yes, then is, is that a shame, right? Because... Uh, it seems like they have made some deliberate decisions. Hmm. Um, and if I have not been able to see the watch in person, I might have not have uh, catch on those uh, deliberate cues. It's a fair point. And I think the best analogy in the watch world I could give, and this is also speaking to watch geeks, right? Is what your feelings are going from a Pelagos to a Pelagos FXD, right? Two with the same name, but very different demographic as well, right? The shape's very different. The features, some have been taken away. But there is a huge group of people, I think, James, you met one today as well, that wears, watch, that wants a watch like that, right? Um, I think it is really a different demographic. It's just that, unfortunately, the challenge here is it is a polarizing thing. It's usually quite rare that this happens where you go from a V1 to a V2, right? And it polarizes straight away. Um, this is really there's one for you on each side, right? Normally, it's always get the latest one. That's the, the tech geek in me saying, right? If mm. um, you, you get the latest version of it. But in this case, it's almost like you could almost have both watches side by side and different people will buy different the different one. Uh, I think my, my point over there is, um, I think, like I mentioned, don't, how to say, don't, don't stuck uh, or don't have that... Uh, don't be planted in that comparison, right? I would say just view it as um, the spec itself without looking at the price and choose which one you want, right? Um, because honestly, I, at, at first as well, I got 
a little bit influenced by the price. I mean, like, I mean, I'm going to pay more with a lack of bracelet and stuff like that. But if I look at it, do you really want to, I mean, if your mind is like, for example, in my mind, I've really set and built, I mean, come to the conclusion that SD2 looks way better than SD1, in my opinion, do I really want to just settle for SD1 just because I get that? extra bracelet and so on, right? And it's not, like I mentioned as well, it's not a exact fair comparison as well because of what you get in the SD1 is a bonus. Um, so it, um, with that being said, I think you mentioned a very good point between a concept car and a, uh, a, a, con a retail ready uh, product, which is the SD2. So I feel that perhaps the marketing side of thing districts will probably work as a, um, maybe if they could do it again, I would personally recommend that the SD1 should be worked as a, um, say a skin diver early bird edition or, or something, a skin diver concept. And then, this, in fact, the SD2, it's um, supposed to be the, the actual SD1, which is released for retail consumers and so on, right? So I would say just don't get stuck on that comparison where you look at, oh, I'm missing out in this and that and so on. I mean, if you are, like I mentioned, there's still stock available for the green at Normon. Go ahead and buy that. Um, if not, the SD2 is here for you. Yeah. I think the the sad thing is that not not everyone will have opportunity like us to to see the watch in person, right? And I think a lot of us have all the nice things to say about it, also because we 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 have the opportunity to put it side by side, and then you know we call it for what it is, and it is a great dive watch. Um, yeah, so I I feel like maybe for those that are not so fortunate to be able to see in person, maybe they just look at it and they kind of get pulled off uh, due to just the uh, like a, 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 a very rough comparison that they do with the old one and just go like, oh, oh no, I'm getting less for, for having to pay more. Right? Yeah. yeah, I oh, think what? the reality is, you know, mm -hmm. having had that, taken that picture of the bracelet on the SD2, right? And if I had to pick all over again, actually a part of me is going like, actually that one looks really, really good. <laughs> that combination. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I think yeah, Tim yeah, is also that's... correct that I did think of it that way, that blue, the blue really, really does look like the uh, the 58 blue under certain light. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, I mean, one thing they gotta, you gotta, I mean, um, be aware of as well, the SD1 was released a year ago mm. and watch prices were constantly increasing anyways, right? Yeah. I mean, Correct. looking at other watches and so on. So you can't really compare against last year's prices for one. And as mentioned as well, um, just take the SD2 as its own, compare it with any other watches that you can get um, existingly available to you and compare against other watches instead, rather than looking at the past, which is um, technically the SD1 has already been discontinued anyway. So um, it's not exactly a fair comparison over there. And if you, I think we, we previously spoke about this off the podcast as well, that the a good comparison here would be to look at what Grand Seiko is doing, right? Um, Grand Seiko has been releasing tons of watches lately, and if you do a comparison between what uh, the newer models versus the older models, there were several models as well that were released with less features and cost way more than just a ten percent hike, right? And people are still buying those, so. 
Yeah. I, I don't know the answer to this question, but I, I, I still start to wonder now that it, with that comparison, right? So like a brand like Ming, mm. how did the 1706 compare to the 1709 in terms of price? And also, was it the same movement, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure of the answer. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you factually that the price has always gone up. And, uh, and because I'm known as the guy that always bashes on a particular brand, I'll give you one, <laughs> one example to think about as well, right? A black Submariner and a green bezel Submariner. Do you think they're the same price? Is a paint job really worth that much more? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, agreed. I think, um, you know, right now, given that the SD1 is no longer available, I mean, to future buyers, there really isn't a choice unless, you know, they want the green one at normal. But what I'm more curious is, let's say, assuming Dietrich have both models, right? And then it is a choice. And, and put it this way, if what if the SD2 comes in bracelet, SD1 comes in bracelet, but SD1 is more expensive than the SD2, would that change anything? Or Actually, maybe the other way around. Actually, yeah. it's a good point to ponder, really. Because I think it could work that way. And it will make even, I would say the SD2 mix becomes a more attractive proposition as well, right? Um, so for me, I think the thing that maybe should be considered by the brand is, what, what I am taking away from this is, if we could have the bracelet as an option, or even other bracelets as an option, right? Um, I know a brand that does exactly this, uh, Nevada. Actually, when you go to their website, you can buy it on their default bracelet or strap, but you can choose a Fosner bracelet also, right? Depending on the style that you want, right? And you just treat that as options available and let the consumer decide whichever they, they want, right? So you don't feel shortchanged. You, you actually have to pay more for the bracelets anyway, pay a bit less for the strap, but you make a conscious decision. I think uh, Baltic does the same thing. You, you buy it on a strap or a bracelet, it's a different price, right? I think if you have that, it does a little go a little bit to reduce perception on price a little bit. And of course, you still have to take away the fact that the SD1 is not really there. But I think to your point, Tim, that's a very good one. But so on that note, right, would that change anyone's perception? If let's say, you know, both watch are equal, both comes with bracelet, you know, um, uh, and say, which one do you think would be a better value proposition that you'll be willing to pay more? I'm just to me, curious. Yeah, to me, I think if it comes with both, I think that's fine, right? To me, I can view it as a skin diver active versus skin diver lifestyle, right? Mm. I think this both model can coexist together and, it, and if it's both the same and both available in bracelet, it's, to me, it's, I think it's all right. I, I think there will be both uh, separate audience that would cater to either. Mm. And uh, I would say that pricing will be all right. Um, I think yeah. the main thing that why the pricing is a little bit iffy at the moment is because um, one, it's more expensive and one lack of bracelet and people yeah. are uh, inevitably going to compare that, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, I second that statement as well. Um, as I mentioned, I think it's uh, targeting very different type of demographics. So I think the decision to buy one or the other is, at least in my view, primarily first of whether you want something that's more form, form and function or something a bit more uh, special bells and whistles. Yeah. On that note, like, because I know, like, for example, Rene was talking about, you know, he finds the value in the sandwich dial because there's not many sandwich dial you can get at this price point. But similarly, you could say the very same thing for SD1 which brand can you get for a uh, Sapphire bezel? So I'm just curious if you could, if 
Dietrich put a premium to to which one? Which one would they price higher? Would they price the Sapphire Bezin one higher? I, I mean, I understand the Sapphire, the SD one, it's actually harder to make, right? I think, Woody, you shared this. So yeah. I presume they will price the SD one yeah. higher. I would, I would suggest that they do that also because I think it was such, as Jim started off by saying, it's such a great value proposition as a sum of its parts, right? Um, you've got so many different bells and whistles that normally a more prominent brand would probably charge the same price of the whole watch for every additional feature that you see here. Um, I, I think if in a hypothetical world, I would go with the fact that the SD1 should be priced a lot more than what it was originally priced. Yep, definitely. So I was, that's why I was saying that yep. the SD2 uh, shouldn't be viewed that it should be cheaper rather than the SD1 was underpriced, right? I think what you get for the SD1 is, uh, is very much a bonus, lah. Right, so that's why I say it, it's not really fair to compare it that way because, um, if you like, like that team you mentioned, right, for other brands, where can you get a sandwich dial at this price and so on? So I think it's it's um at the current price point, SD two, it's reasonably priced, I would say. Mm. Now, now I guess the question that I have is, are Dietrich doing a good enough job in letting the people know that this is. The, the, the feeling that they're supposed to get, right? We, we as watchers, we, we got to handle it. Uh, we have the privileges of putting it side by side. Then we realize these things, but do the general watch fans uh, know this, right? I think that's, that's one of the key things that I think it's a, it might be a problem for the brand. So if you if for all your friends and families that don't know this, please share this podcast over to them right now. <laughs> so we have a very in-depth analysis and breakdown and comparison between SD1 and SD2 and how they each are able to stand on their own. So yeah, feel free to share it to those people uh, and that will help them make their decision. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, on a serious note, um, I, I personally think that uh, they could probably do a little bit more what exactly I don't know, but at the moment, um, it feels like a little bit um, how to say, uh, loss in direction in terms of um, marketing it as a skin diver one and two. Um, naturally, people will get a little bit confused, um, and they think that two naturally should be better than one, and so on, right? Um, if it was a separate product all in all and doesn't use the name Skin Diver, I think they would be perfectly fine in that uh, instance. Or I think they can just, even though even though they can name it as SD1 and SD2, they can just coexist together and just continue production of SD1 as well, right? Just to give you more options. Uh, it's just like Explorer 1, Explorer 2. Right? It's like I mean, two different things. Fair enough. I mean, there, there is a reason why, as Woody mentioned as well, there's a reason why the Pelagos FXD was not called Pelagos 2, because it's a total separate product, right? So in this case, it's, it somewhat feels like that as well. Yeah. So I guess what we're saying is give it a chance. Um, try, if you have a way to get your hands on, I think you may change your mind as well. I think it's important to view it as what it is, right? What I will leave you with is the fact that I think it's a bit of, to Han's point about the way it's marketed, I think there was a missed opportunity. But at the same time, I don't really want them to follow the path of our Mings of the world where it's so much hype-driven 
And I think the next big one that's kind of doing the same thing is Ferlan Murray. It's so much hype for, and everyone's latching onto it. That's marketing masterclass, by the way. All of them are doing that. I think if, in a way, if Dietrich had that same flair, none of us would be having second thoughts here, right? We probably would have psychologically picked up on it as well. But I think it's the fact that it's an honest brand trying to deliver an honest product and it's genuinely an honestly good product. It's just that you got to give it a chance to see it for yourself and decide for yourself. Yep. I yeah, think that's, to, that's definitely yeah. true. Mm-hmm. To, to, I think to wrap up, um, I think to give it a try, that's something that we've always been advocating as well. Don't look at watch um, on the specs alone. Don't look at watch on YouTube reviews and stuff try to i know it's hard especially if it's an online uh, purchase in this case but if you can through friends or family that owns it and stuff try to get a, a look at it to form your own opinion um rather than basing on the specs itself um and to wrap it up as well we feel that both products i think all of us can can agree on that we both both products stands on its own um it's very different um st1 and st2 um, and don't compare the price between either as well because it's not really a fair comparison in that case and if you'll really like the st2 um as what uh myself renee and team mentioned as well um don't just get the sd1 because it's a quote-unquote better deal right get what you actually really like um, based on what your your initial opinion that was formed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, I was also uh, a little bit critical of the SD2 uh, when I first saw the initial stuff. So yeah, definitely give it a try. And and if someone does the research and come across podcasts like this, then I think it's, uh, it's uh, Im- immensely helpful, right? To help you guys uh, see how it can work for... Uh, or the different type of demographics that I think uh, is the, the key thing about these two watches today. So, um, yep. So to buy or to not buy, we'll leave it up to you. Um, just mentioned both are great product. We, I mean, if, if I think, uh, how to say, if any of this was given to us, well, any one of us would be really happy to, to receive it, right? So that's how I would typically assess whether the product is good or not, right? So if, if it's, uh, that's always, I always do it this way, right? When someone say you don't like their product, I'll say, but if it's given to you for free, would you wear it? So if you will get it for free and you wear it, that means you 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 don't really hate that product enough to to uh well. So I think that is my personal test on it. And if any of these SD1 or SD2 were given to me, I will wear it happily. And I think both are amazing products for its price point. Um yeah, I think that is um how I would conclude for this tool. I don't think I could put it any better way. <laughs> 
All right. Um, so I think we come to the end for of this podcast. And I think another shout out to um, Marshall as well for arranging this, for getting us this watch, for giving us the, uh, in a way, a first-hand experience of this. Uh, thank you to Woody for supplying all these useful photos and uh, B-roll that you see in the YouTube. Um, and um, yeah, so if there are new watches, please hook us up as well. <laughs> We're more than happy to, to help you um, provide your in that review and analysis of those watches and if outside from that if it's other brands and so on we're happy to take on that as well no yeah. shame <laughs> only if you guys are happy with non-biased review because i think it's a good good time to also say that this was not a sponsored review or anything like that yep. um, it's it's a loan to us uh, to give an honest opinion and uh, nothing more we're, we're not getting paid for this right but if you do want the sponsors and pay us, we're more than happy to take that. Too. Sure, but still non-biased. But still non-biased. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, any other closing words from the the the, the rest? Yeah. I'm good. All right. I think we've in in that case. Then we shall conclude the podcast for today. Um. Thank you everyone for listening or watching and we'll see you in the next one. All right. Yeah, stay safe. Bye. Everyone. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.